Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Marking Out episode 608. Unfortunately, the news broke during SmackDown that WWE Hall of Famer Antonio Inoki passed away at the age of 79. One of the most popular stars in Japanese wrestling, let alone pro wrestling history. He founded New Japan Pro Wrestling. He also faced Muhammad Ali in what is considered to be the first mixed martial arts match. He got his theme song from Muhammad Ali, the Inoki Bombaye. And on SmackDown, they pay tribute. They brought up how he was the first Japanese WWE champion, which I don't know if that's maybe the first time that they've mentioned it. I'm not 100% sure, but it was, like Corey Graves said, controversial. It's not a reign that's recognized. But after pro wrestling, he went into politics, obviously also uh, being a promoter. He retired from politics in 2019. But without Antonio Inoki, who knows what pro wrestling would look like in general. So thank you, Antonio Inoki, for absolutely everything that you've contributed to pro wrestling. And we'd like to offer up our condolences to Antonio Inoki's family, his friends, and pay tribute to him with a 10-bell salute. fans welcome to marking out pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans i am one of your hosts dave the rave and fyi this is episode 608 and we are doing great and make sure you check out markingout.com check us out on apple podcasts over on spotify and wherever else you may be listening to podcasts and subscribing because you should definitely be subscribing to marking out podcast make sure you give us a like over on facebook give us a follow on the good old instagram over on twitch over on twitter and make sure that you're subscribing over on on uh youtube And talking about YouTube, everybody loves cooking with Brandon because it is the hottest thing around. It is so hot that it will make you personally melt. So what you have to do right now is if you want some more of that, head on over to TikTok. 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 
TikTok. That is right, Carrie Cross. Head on over to TikTok. Mark it out because Brandon is cooking up a storm over there. Make sure you're giving us a follow over on TikTok. But talking about Brandon, I am here with Brandon. Not really here with Brandon. And later on, we will not really be here with Chris, but he will be here. But Brandon, how are you? I'm doing awesome as always. How about yourself? Doing great talking to you through the good old uh, computer. Remember when we used to record in person? Eh, not really. Yeah, that that was uh, fun. That was fun. <laughs> we used to record right into one computer. Yeah, it, uh, that was definitely something. Yeah, we haven't done a live in-person episode with you, me, and Chris in a long time. No, but uh, how was your week? My week was, uh, was, it was good. It was a good week. I actually went over to, uh, NYC this weekend. What'd you do there? I went downtown. I went to downtown Manhattan, and I decided to meet up with one of my friends, and we walked around a little bit downtown Manhattan, explored everything. I haven't been down there in a long time. And we went out to dinner to P, uh, PJ Clark's, which was delicious. And just walking around down there, it is the architecture is so beautiful in New York City. I love architecture. I love the architecture of New York City. Something with New York City, though, especially in the downtown region. Like I went to the uh, One World Trade and uh, the World Trade Center site. Like everything around there, it's just so eerie to me. It's a very. Have you been down there recently, or? I have not been down there in years. Not since I mean, not probably not since before two thousand one. Yeah, this is my first time down there in a long time, and it is just very eerie, an eerie feeling at times. Um, but you know, but it overall it was uh, incredible to just walk around. And saw a lot of different uh, things that I've never seen before. And yeah, but that was really the big thing that I did this weekend. How about yourself? Uh, not much. I made sauce kind of later in the day on Saturday. And then mm -hmm. I decided to make baked fettuccine with that sauce. Nice. And I think I might prefer that to something like ziti or rigatoni. It just, which is weird, but like it just, I don't know, it was really good. That sounds... Uh... Really delicious. And Happy New Year, by the way. Yeah, my, my Nana came over for Rosh Hashanah. We had Italian food. I know it's... Uh, <laughs> All right. I, I, and it sucks because I've been craving uh, kasha and bow ties. So oh, I, dude. I, I haven't had that gotten, in so long. Yeah, I haven't. I don't think I had it since I made it the other last year. And they didn't come out... They weren't bad, but they weren't, like, the best. Yeah. No, so. I, I haven't had that in a long time. But we had Zorns. We had mm. Zorns. Matzo ball soup, uh, Kavilta fish. And... From Zorns? No, 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 not from Zorns. <laughs> the fish was actually from, um, what was it? The fish was from uh, Stop and Shop, I believe. And it was actually really good. Like, not out of the jar gelatin. It was really, I guess, it had like a fluff sensation, like a matzo ball fluff. My favorite part of the Gefilte fish was when you'd have the carrots and celery in it. Like yeah, 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 in the gel or whatever. I would not. Yeah, the I don't want to eat the gel, but no, but the, that, that the carrots good. and celery was like that was what I wanted from the gefilte fish. Yeah, because I'm not really a fish guy, but I'll eat gefilte fish. Mm -hmm. But uh, something else that I did this week, 
I watched the Munsters movie on Netflix. And I had such high hopes for it when they announced it. Mm-hmm. Then they showed off footage from it, and I was blown away with how awful it looked. And I was, like, beyond disappointed with that. And then there were reports that were like, oh, don't worry, it's still going to be good. It's it's meant to look like this. Oof. It was probably the second worst movie that I've ever seen. Oh, no. Like, I like the, the, the Herman Munster origin story concept, but the okay. movie was just awful. Really? What was the origin story? Like, how he became Herman Munster. Like, how he... He, like, it was a grave robbery from a bunch of different uh, people who had... I mean, that might be the origin story in the TV show. I just... I wasn't alive for the TV show, but I would watch it on Nick at Night. Mm-hmm. But it, he was made up of different parts from famous people who were, really? like, really good. Like, he, uh, a really good pianist and uh, someone who was supposed to be someone really smart. But they grabbed his brother by mistake, who was a, a stand-up comic. Uh-huh. So that's why Herman Munster was like the, I guess the, comedic value for the, the show. That's yeah. pretty funny. That's kind of like uh, Young Frankenstein a little bit with uh, Abby Normal. But goddamn, was it an awful movie! <laughs> Such a shame. And it's funny. I spoke to my uh, a friend, and they were a huge fan of the Monsters, and they were uh-huh. like, "I had to turn it off forty five minutes in. It was just, it was just it was not the Monsters. It was awful. Yeah, Literally, the I best don't... part was when it ended." I don't know. I couldn't. I can't see that being a good movie, though. I was a big fan of the Monsters. Yeah. This movie doesn't do it justice. Mm-hmm. No offense to Rob Zombie and the cast, but it sucked. Yeah. And it looked very low budget, so it, maybe it's like meant to look like that, or I, I don't know who it's for. Yeah. I don't know what who the audience for this is. If it's just like one of those like, oh, it's Halloween season. I really like those really garbage. Spooky movies. Mm-hmm. Let's toss this on. Well, talking about that, I mean, you got Hocus Pocus 2 coming out. Yeah, and the the reviews are coming in saying uh, not so great things, but I'm going to hold off on my own to watch that because I've waited 30 years, basically. Oh, man. Yeah. No, I mean, I shouldn't say not so good, but it's like, I think it was like maybe 60% or something on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. But sometimes movies are... are Rated on there, and I'm like, I don't understand how this is so rated so low when it's like really good. But mm-hmm. I hear you. But yeah, I'm pumped you. for for Hocus Pocus too. That comes out literally. That's out by the time you're listening to this episode. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Well, something else to make note of on a, a serious level is, unfortunately, the Florida, uh, Floridian coast and everything is being hit pretty hard with Hurricane Ian right now, and our, you know, our thoughts and prayers and um, sympathies go out to everybody that's getting hit hard right now. Yeah, and- having gone through Sandy here, we definitely know how bad it could get, and we've seen all the unfortunate damage in Florida. Hopefully, uh, it doesn't affect North Carolina. Yeah, hopefully it stops where it is and doesn't continue to... um, Again, by the time this is out, I think it's already probably hitting North Carolina, but... Yeah, it's very... It's awful to see what takes place, and, you know, we, we just hope everybody is safe 
as can be. Yeah. And, um, it's just awful, you know? But let's move on to speaking about some pro wrestling talk. And let's talk about some Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Nitro. Which opened up with Bianca Belair, Alexa Bliss, and Asuka. And Bianca Belair was like, I learned from my mistakes. And that's why Alexa Bliss and Asuka are out there with her. And then Damage Control came out and Bailey was like, Belair was basically groomed for this. While all three of them had to do this for themselves. They had to go out to the independents and learn how to do everything. They experienced everything. She didn't have to do that. She had the PC. Yeah. And then Bel Air was like, I earned literally everything. And Bailey eventually challenged Bianca to a ladder match at Extreme Rules. And Bel Air challenged EO to have their match that was supposed to be later on in the night, I guess, right then and there. Yeah, that was pretty much it right there. But and then went on to defeat EO. Yeah. Um, I don't know. This match... Some of it was iffy. Yeah. But I thought it for the overallness of it, I, I was enjoy it was enjoyable. Yeah. Belair yeah. showed off her strengths. I agree. She did show off her strengths. Um was a little bit predictable and everything. I like the arm drag from the top rope from EO. Yeah. Because was I was cool expecting spot. Bianca Belair to hit a move having had reversed EO two other times right before that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, Bel Air yeah. picks up the victory. After that, we saw Rey Mysterio saying that he's never going to be fighting his son. And he knows deep down it's Rhea Ripley. I almost said Rhea Perlman. <laughs> Can you leave her alone? What does that mean? I mean, she, she's been through enough. What does she that has, mean? I mean, she has, what, seven children? Seven children know. and everything, and, you know? Rhea Ripley said that. Uh, no, Rey Mysterio said that it's Rhea Ripley that's doing this to lay, Dominic. Lay off of it's Carl, not him. Okay? Yeah, and then he moved on to talk about Seth Rollins and what happened last week with Matt Riddle and said he has no mercy for Seth Rollins, which is a Captain Insano quote, and we didn't get Captain Insano last week at AW Rampage. Like, Tony kept pushing, but whatever. Seth Rollins, though, brought up how... He's not a champion because Matt Riddle. And he spoke about the fight pit and said that it doesn't matter what kind of match it is. He's won all different kind of stipulations. This one's not going to be any different. And something that I thought was not not interesting, something that I thought would be cool. During this segment, Ken Shamrock was online tweeting. And someone was like, they should totally have Ken Shamrock officiate this fight pit that would be awesome i would mark the absolute hell out if they got ken shamrock to referee this match at extreme rules that's funny because there's a ken shamrock sign in the crowd really yeah that's why i thought that the ken shamrock was like the big topic i missed that of the sign but i think that's yeah. really cool i i really hope that somehow happens yeah but seth rollins went on to pick up the victory over Rey mysterio Ray attacked Seth before the match started. And Seth Rollins got busted open. Yeah. But Dominic came out with a chair and a QR code flashed on the screen. Led to a video of a TikTok video from a real account. 
that combined a bunch of wrestlers chopped up to say who killed the world, you did. Which I, I mean, thought was ton, really good. Ton of random wrestlers. I thought it was really good. Yeah, you had Al Snow in there. Do, uh, Dink? Dink? Dink was there. I think it was Dink, not Doink, right? I don't know. Dink didn't talk though, did he? No, no, so, no. He was just he was just like a shown. Like, yeah, shown there. So I, mean, I thought that was, was a really cool, like really weird. Too, and it's yeah. so messed up because it goes so deep. It feels like those Taylor Swift fanatics that are trying to figure out like literally everything about Midnight's. Yeah, like who's who she's doing compilations with. Yeah, but it's like it goes so deep because then there's like zip codes for Corbin, Kentucky, and like the last person that defeated Bray Wyatt before he became the Fiend or something was Baron Corbin, I think. Oh, that I didn't. That's interesting. Yeah, because and then on there's, SmackDown they had the coordinates, I think, for Monday Night Raw. Yeah, and then there's another video that uh, it's on a, a White Rabbit label, something for the the song, and the only other video on the account, and that video was uploaded like years ago, apparently. Mm-hmm. And now the only other video that was uploaded recently is another area code or zip code, not area code, and it's for like Wyndham. Maine or something like that. I mean, it's like, bro, who's doing this? Like, when they like yeah. that's like crazy. Wyndham. I mean, it's hard it to not get swept up in that stuff. I mean, then I mean, let's not forget the lyrics. Yeah, then they're in the HTML code of the website on www.com. It's the lyrics to Alistair Black's theme song. Who went on? I, I think Instagram Live. Yeah. To say that he ended up not asking for his release from AEW, even though he did post a, a post saying he did ask for his release and it wasn't granted. So I don't know how that works, but he I mean, really threw the, the news sites under the bus with that one. I mean, watch, it's all a work and he actually did get his release. I, I have, yeah, I don't, I've, I don't know what to believe at this point. Uh, on the same thing, you also had Buddy Murphy uh, apparently ask for his release or but apparently not he's back in australia to deal with visa issues apparently yeah who knows but something that we don't know is anything with this white rabbit i mean we might as well say it now that there was the what was it the rabbit that went through the background Uh, with bailey at one yeah in that segment at the end of the night did you get a good glimpse of who that was how what is what does that mean i didn't see what which muppet that was or puppet that was it's not a puppet it was i think it was like a person wearing a rabbit head the costume character head a person wearing a rabbit head yeah it's a grown person walking through a doorway i didn't see that yeah in the no. clip that i showed you it's a grown-ass person walking with something on their head i took a screenshot of that yeah and you sent a grown person with legs and everything where are no you no way yeah a hundred percent. Watch, I'm looking at something different from what you're looking at. Uh, there's no way. There's it's a hundred percent. That's somebody with legs. No. Yeah. No, there's no legs here, dude. A hundred percent. No, I'm sorry, but there's no legs here. All I saw was. Do you the have the picture in front of you or no? Yeah. Hold on. Because the, I. It's 100% there's legs. 100%. There's no way. It's a grown person that walked. That walked? No, I yeah. see a bunny or a Muppet that that went through. No, that's a, a face mask. 
Watch the video. I did. I didn't see any legs or anything. I just saw that. You certainly didn't see any hands. What are you talking about? There's you no, couldn't. I didn't, the... see a... I didn't see any hands. They went through the doorway. Through the doorway. All right. I didn't. I, at least, I, unless I'm person. wrong. You see what I sent you, right? Yeah. That little thing that has eyes in the background. It went through from side to side really quickly. Yeah, like they walked through the screen. In the background. I don't know. It's like that thing, like, it's like that picture where you have two people kissing and some people see two people kissing and others see that it's a candle. I don't see what you're seeing. I can't even get to it in our messages. (laughs) I don't know. We're going to have to, I'm going to have to watch this later on. You're going to have to walk me through it because I definitely don't see it. But no matter what, this white rabbit is, is... so interesting, so fascinating. I mean, maybe we find out the payoff at Extreme Rules. Bro, you see, there's not even a puppet. You literally see it's a full, a full-bodied person. You don't see their legs. You don't see their legs. I could say that. Okay. But it's very apparent that there's a human torso attached to that. There's, it's very, very apparent. There's no way that it's not attached to a torso there. You're gonna have to walk. I just sent it. it. Just go look. I'll, you'll see it right there. There's no way. There's absolutely no way. You could pause it. Where and do you see the legs? I said you do not see the legs. Oh, where do I you see I corrected the myself. What do you mean? You see where the green is in the background? How's that yeah. going to be a puppet? That's literally just slow it down. Use your thumb. Two seconds in. That's somebody walking. There's no way it's a puppet. There's nothing. That's oh. not a stick or anything. And okay. this, who knows if we've been supposed to be focusing on something like this. We don't know. I see what you're saying. Now I see what you're saying. It's so bizarre. People got uh, boards, bulletin boards with clues and everything attached <laughs> to it. I thought that that, so what I thought was something like how you, in the past, how you had like the rabbit. Yeah, in the past like we've seen, yeah. So that's what I was visualizing when I was looking at this. We just did I'd... 10 minutes on, on a rabbit. yeah that's dastardly rabbit the match itself Seth Rollins and and Rey Mysterio I thought it was a a good match Dominic and Seth Rollins fist bumped at one point they have a long history together against each other not together but Dominic eventually looked like he was going to hit Rey Mysterio with the chair and then threw it to him so he could hit him with it and Seth Rollins distracted the referee. Rhea Ripley showed up, threw Rey Mysterio into the ring post. Dominic tossed him back into the ring, and Seth Rollins hit a stomp on him to almost end the match. He ends it with a Peruvian necktie, chokes him out. I thought that was interesting that he did that instead of just pinning him off the stomp. Yeah, I like that submission move, too. Is like it a that. Brazilian jiu-jitsu move, perhaps, or... One of them UFC moves, I believe. Hmm. Yeah, no. After that, though, we saw Kevin Owens and Johnny Gargano, the Panda Express, team up for the first time, I guess, officially, taking on and picking up the victory over Alpha Academy. This was really good. I liked uh, the fact that commentary brought up that Panda Express was going to be their team. Or actually, maybe they didn't bring that part up, but they did bring up Panda Express, which was 
going to be their tag team name, I believe, had Kevin Owens not been signed to WWE. Mm-hmm. I think there was like a, a merch made for it and everything that they were going to team up, perhaps. Also, during the entrance, I liked when Johnny Gargano pointed out to, to somebody's sign when uh, it said, fight my sign, Kevin Owens, or something like that. So Kevin grabbed it and fought it and ripped it up. I mm-hmm. thought that was funny. But, um, oh, also when uh, Alpha Academy came out and the fans started booing <laughs> and they had yeah. the American flag being waved, I was like, why are people booing <laughs> the American flag? And then uh, I realized they were in Canada, so. Yeah. But, yeah, like you said, one hell of a match. Kevin Owens jumped off the barricade at one point, drove Otis through the commentary table. Austin Theory showed up, and Chad Gable took advantage of that. However, match, I thought that this was really an awesome and fun match. I mean, I thought that I, I was personally marking out the fact that we were seeing Kevin Owens and Gargano team up. Yeah. But when Theory tried to get involved, uh, Theory tried to hit Johnny Gargano with a Money in the Bank briefcase and he ducked it and super kicked him. And then he ducked a move by Chad Gable and hit one final beat to pick up that victory. And backstage, Austin Theory questioned Alpha Academy for losing, and Chad Gable blamed Braun Strowman. And then Austin Theory gets a phone call, and it was for Chad Gable, and they put it on speakerphone, and it was Braun Strowman. He heard everything Chad Gable said, and then laid out a challenge to Chad Gable next week on Monday Night Raw in Chad Gable's hometown, and I thought that was a really funny segment. I heard everything you said next week in your hometown. Oh, that was really funny. Not looking good for them. After that, we saw Omos pick up a victory over Greg Laster and Joey Gibson. Uh, Omos piled them up on the commentary table afterwards just to stand over them. I don't know what they're doing with Omos. I don't know if they know what they're doing with Omos. You know, he's, I mean, we, me and you have spoken about it before, and I know you think he's Hall of Fame bound. Okay, but <laughs> that's not what I ever said. I'm joking. Uh, maybe, but... maybe someday. You never know. But you never I don't. Know, but right now, no, but... he's not done anything. Unfortunately, I mean, like you mentioned, he is an, an attraction. Isn't you know, he? Is he is he is an attraction and everything. And I, the thing is, when he's on TV, he's not entertaining too much to right me it's a, a live event attraction only i don't know at this point what they're doing with him unless he's going to be in a tag team like he was with aj styles it just to me doesn't work mm-hmm. with what they're doing with him that can change if they do something else with him mm-hmm. after put that him, put him with judgment day uh, hmm, i don't know about that could be like they're not so bodyguard i don't know, know about that have him standing behind uh, a Finn Balor. I don't know about that. No? Okay. But throughout the night, we saw Miz offering up a bounty on Dexter Loomis, who he would not name. And then he hired Miz Force. And later on, we saw they were all taken out backstage. And no idea how. Behind Miz at one point, in an Oilers jersey and mask and everything, full gear, there stood Loomis. Yeah, and he threw down. He, he took his helmet gloves. off. Yeah, he smashed Miz with that hockey stick and then locked Dude, him in the silence. Tough, that was a stiff shot, too. Hockey sticks? That's got to hurt, or what? No, oh, I don't want to get hit by a hockey stick. Uh-uh. So, uh, yeah, it was a fine segment with Dexter Loomis. Moving on to something that uh, was, was uh, 
huge, I'd say. Um, in Canada, the, Nikki Ash is out there in the ring waiting for an opponent. I'm like, oh, who's it going to be? Wait, Maybe. why? Why in Canada important? Uh, not necessarily important in Canada, but oh, it took I was gonna place say, in I don't Canada. Think she's Canadian. No, but I will say, so Nikki A.S.H. is in the ring waiting for a match. Out comes Candice LeRae, making her return to WWE. Mark the absolute hell out for that. Johnny Gargano returned to WWE in Canada. Yeah. I don't know why they picked Canada for both of them, but that just was a coincidence, I guess. Yeah, that's different. The match itself, I thought, was pretty quick, but Candice... She hit uh, Miss LeRae's wild ride, picked up the victory, and then Nikki A.S.H. took her mask off. And we've seen that in the past, but she I mean, still we, obviously fights with it on. Yeah, I mean, we saw her with uh, Dewdrop in the background with the mask. Yeah. And then later on, that's when the Candace had said that she, she hopes that Bianca Belair shuts Bailey up and damage control interrupted that. That's when that whole thing in the background took place that we spoke about for 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and then she ended up challenging Dakota Kai for next week, which is amazing. Can't wait to see that. That match is going to be great. Uh, as far as Nikki A.S.H. goes, bit yeah. disappointed in the fact that they apparently don't... Uh... Oh, no, I'm looking at the history now. When's September 24th? Oh, I was going to say they don't show off the, uh, they don't accept the, uh, they don't recognize the 24-7 championship. No, they do. No, but Dana Brooke has it back, so. Huh. Interesting. Interesting. Mm. But it was, it's good to see Candice LeRae uh, back there, but. Yeah, I definitely marked out for that. And earlier, yeah, earlier in the night, you had AJ Styles backstage only to be uh, confronted (laughs) by. Finn Balor, Finn Balor, really uh, giving AJ Styles a a second chance, saying, "Hey, we're brothers, we're friends. Friends don't do this to each other." And because Sami Zayn is in Solo's corner, yeah, or because Solo's in Sami Zayn's corner, he just wanted to be in his corner. And AJ Styles said, "No." Yeah, and Finn Balor did not like that at all, which led into, later on in the evening, Sami Zayn picking up the victory over AJ Styles. This match happened, by the way, due to Twitter beef. Was it due to Twitter? No. Yeah, yes. It was. It happened because they were, they were tweeting back and forth with each other. Which I, I guess is fine, but... As long as the match itself was good, which I feel it like was. I, saw, I feel like I saw that on SmackDown, though, where Sami Zayn said to AJ no, Styles, was... I guess I'll go over the, there or something. Nah, that that was definitely some Twitter beef stuff. Huh. But it's still cool. Sami Zayn pulled out the orange crush and commentary acknowledged it. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. But uh, Solo got involved behind the referee's back, hit a urinagi on the ring apron. And yeah. Sami Zayn hit a haluva kick to pick up the victory there. But I, I really enjoyed this match, and I liked Sami Zayn getting the victory here. I totally agree with you. Afterwards, oh, we yeah. saw the Judgment Day come out, and Damian Priest, of course, in the main event, uh, was still out there for, specifically, Finn Balor for AJ Styles. And he said, had he accepted his offer earlier the outcome would have been different. AJ would have ended up with the victory. Yeah. Finn Balor offers him a spot one more time. 
AJ goes to two sweet him and turns it into a, a bird. Flips him off. Then Balor, Damian Priest, and Dominic jump him. Rhea Ripley gets a chair and they wrap it around his neck. And Balor went to set it up to stop him and stopped because AJ's his friend. Will this lead to AJ Styles joining? I don't know. It could be. He could have ended it right there. He stopped. Yeah. No, and then and we saw... Like, yeah, he just stopped. Look at him. And he just said, friends don't do that to each other. Yeah. And then we saw the main event. Matt Riddle picked up the victory over Damian Priest. And they really focused on how good of friends they used to be. Which was seen in this match with all the reversals and everything. Yeah. Although sometimes it kind of seemed too uh, choreographed, too planned out. Um, yeah. Crowd kind of dead during this match. Made no sense. Overall, I enjoyed the match. But Rhea Ripley caused a distraction and Riddle was able to keep going and reversed a move from Damian Priest to pick up the victory there. And afterwards, Judgment Day jumped Matt Riddle. And to close Monday Night Raw, Edge made the save. And he challenged Finn Balor to an I quit match at Extreme Rules. Which I guess is taking place now. Maybe we do see Edge versus Finn Balor at Extreme Rules. Okay. And who needs help? Finn Balor. Mm -hmm. And who's there to help him? AJ Styles. Huh. Does Edge, I mean, I guess you would say maybe it's finished business between them. Maybe it's not. I mean, that would be interesting. That would definitely be interesting. But, like, we did see AJ Styles, Finn Balor, and Liv Morgan go up against the Judgment Day prior to Finn Balor joining. True. We did see at WrestleMania Backlash and at WrestleMania, Edge versus AJ Styles. Yeah. So maybe he's not 100% finished with Edge. I mean, makes you wonder. I think that I could definitely see AJ Styles uh, joining them or helping out. You know. But that's Monday Night Raw. Yeah. So let's move on to NXT. Kicking off with uh, Dragonoff. Yeah, he brought up how he took down Walter, and now he's here for Braun Breaker. And J.D. McDonough interrupted it, and Ilya brought up how he forced J.D. out of NXT UK. And J.D. brought up how Ilya's body was so bad after their match that he had to give up the championship. And Braun came out, said his title's not going anywhere, and then J.D.'s like, I'm the number one contender, and pitched Ilya versus Braun Breaker. They have their match first, and then he'll take his title shot. And Braun's like, I'm not an idiot. In fact, here's some Steiner math. (laughs) Drop that in there, did a 33 and a third chance or whatever. That got a good pop. Yeah, and he wants to make it a triple threat at Halloween Havoc, and that gets set up. Yeah. Later on, uh, Zion Quinn met up with Ilya Dragunov just to kind of talk trash to him, kind of, or not talk trash, just like, I don't know, put him down perhaps, and that gets set up for a match later on. First match of the evening, though, we saw Mandy Rose pick up the victory over Fallon Henley. Now, this match was very entertaining. I thought that 
Mandy Rose was incredible, but Fallon Henley really impressed me in this. Um, what do you think? It I, and it wasn't a one sided match, but you knew no. Mandy Rose was winning this. Of course, Mandy Rose was winning this. But we saw <laughs> this was a huge internet controversy this week. Okay. Somebody said that Mandy Rose's knee is better than Kenny Omega's V-Trigger. And everybody flipped out. Oh. Uh, there were arguments for both sides. What's your take? I, I mean, both are good. Okay. I think William Regal's knee strike was a lot better than both of them. All right. But yeah, I, I I think both of them are good. I'm not going to say Mandy's is better, but I'm not going to say Kenny Omega's is better. I definitely think that both of them throw really awesome knees. Somebody's argument was the V-trigger is in the shape of a V when Kenny Omega does it, and somebody posts a picture from this specific match of Mandy Rose doing it. Here's, there must be something going on over here. And uh, the guy goes, oh yeah, I don't I don't see... Mandy Rose doing a V went an upside down V or whatever when she <laughs> does it, but it's literally the same. Like he was being sarcastic, because it's literally the same yeah. setup, same exact move. But I mean, um, yeah, just be happy with it. It's still a solid move. But yeah, I'm I'm a fan of Fallon Henley. Uh, a lot of people, for some reason, they don't like 2.0, and we'll speak about that later. But yeah. I think Fallon Henley was a good part of 2.0. Yeah, I think so. Mandy Rose addressed Alba Fire afterwards and got interrupted via an outdoor video where she had her bat on fire and then she lit some lighter fluid on the floor that spelled out and new. Hashtag and new. Yes, hashtag and new. You know, but... So that just furthers their feud. Uh, Apollo Crews, we saw a video where he addressed Grayson Waller and he's, we saw a vision of... Waller's eyes being all red and gross and then he told him to keep an eye out and later on Grayson Waller was freaking out over the vision and Mac Mitchell was like if you're so worried don't show up next week and he's like how could I not there's another episode of the Grayson Waller effect yeah (laughs) with Cora Jade and Roxanne Perez so we'll see that I'm sure something's gonna go down between him and Cruz Without a doubt. But next up, you had Wesley pick up the victory over Tony D'Angelo to get into that five-way ladder match. Um, This was a solid match, but Wesley picked up the victory by ref stoppage. Stacks Stacks kept trying to get involved. Finally, he pushes Wesley. The ref tosses him from ringside rather than DQing Tony D'Angelo. Tony picks up that injury there. Ref calls for the bell, like you said, and Wesley, I feel like he he didn't want to be just put into the match. He wanted to earn it, and now he's just put into the match. Yeah. Is that something he's not going to want, though? Is he going to like come out next week and be like, I didn't earn this? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Maybe. But that's kind of like, I don't know. That would be weird. Are but... you near a window right now, by the way? Me? Yeah. No. Sky is, is pretty insane. I'm not saying to go run outside. If you're not by a window, you're not by a window. But I'm trying to take a, take a I peek. think the sky looks pretty crazy right now. <laughs> take a pick. 
but after that, we saw Carmelo yeah. Hayes and Trick Williams, and it, they were. Oh, um, did, did he? I don't know if he didn't really get injured during that match, did he? I, probably not. I have no idea. Right? It doesn't look like it. Yeah, I don't know. You know, it look. It doesn't look like he actually got injured in that match. But they were interviewed about Wesley, and then Carmelo Hayes said that he didn't. He doesn't care about Wesley. And then Oro Mensa interrupted, and Carmelo Hayes is like, "I'm looking forward to." The match and vice versa. So I think that's taking place next week. Yes. After that, we had a day in the life of pretty deadly where they woke up at 10 a.m. They feed each other breakfast. They pick out their clothes and then they, they brush each other's adorbs. hair. They are adorbs. They get some tea, then go to the gym for some light work. And then uh, that's pretty much it. But I think their videos that they had in NXT UK were almost I feel like they were the champions at the time. Okay. I think the videos were so much funnier in and better in NXT UK. Not to say okay. these suck because yeah. I thought this was funny, but it was so much better in UK. Huh. So, okay. I'm I'm going to have to look at their uh their videos, their promos from them. After that, but... Sol Ruka picked up the victory, making her debut on NXT TV, picking up the victory over Amari Miller. Previously, liked... she's just been doing uh, Level Up. Yeah, I liked her entire uh, entrance. The entrance, I thought, was really cool. You know? I thought the match itself was kind of basic. She's obviously very athletic. I liked the flipping leg drop, though, that she did. That was definitely interesting, the flipping leg drop. Yeah, I liked that. But it's definitely going to take, I don't know, she's still green, obviously. When she debuted, that like her big thing that everyone was like going crazy about on Level Up was that entrance of hers. Yes. So. Yeah. The entrance is awesome. Yeah. You know? I think that the entrance is really awesome. The springboard splash into the corner. I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't have her do that just because Tiffany Stratton does that as well. Yeah. That's very true. Very but true. again, she's very clearly an athlete. Yes, there's no denying that. I mean, she's what, D1 athlete? Is that what they said? I think I think they said she was a D1 uh, gymnastics athlete. Yeah. But next up, you had Joe Gacy pick up the victory over Cameron Grimes. The dyad got involved, and Joe Gacy was able to rock Cameron Grimes with that clothesline to pick up the victory. It was a decent match. Maybe unrelated, but for weeks now, we've seen somebody in the, the crowd wearing a red sweatshirt and a mask. And it's not really mentioned on the show. And I could swear we've seen them backstage, too. I'm not 100%. But the mask is very, very similar to the mask that Joe Gacy wore before being in WWE. Yeah, back in uh, CZW, I believe. And... I think most people think it might be Ava Rain, which is The Rock's daughter. Mm-hmm. Some think Indy Hartwell, but to me that doesn't make sense. Okay. Maybe Indy I don't Hartwell think... should just go to Monday Night Raw. We literally have three members of The Way on yeah. Monday Night Raw. I don't think that it's Indy Hartwell. But I do think that it's it's probably some one of the females on the roster. But yeah, Indy Hartwell would be great to uh, be on the... Main, uh, the main roster, I guess. And then there's the whole thing we have on Monday Night Raw. People were so convinced that Candice LeRae would potentially be joining Damage Control. 
Mm-hmm. Now it seems like it's Oscar, Bianca Belair, Candice LeRae, and Alexa Bliss versus Idiot. three for damage control. Who would be the fourth if that were to go to war games? Which most likely it seems like it would go to war games. Yeah. We need and somebody in think there. It could be Indy Hartwell. I think that she would be a great fit for it. She know? she's a big fan of Bailey. We've seen that in the past. We've seen well, not on television, but we've seen that. Yeah. So, uh, and then she'd be going up against her, I guess, mother-in-law. Yeah, which could definitely, I mean, we have... Or not mother-in-law, her mother, I guess. <laughs> well, I mean, we have Gargano <laughs> and Theory feuding with each other. Yeah. I mean, I think that that would be great. But next up, you had um, Nikita Lyons pick up the victory Oof. over Caden Carter. Um, yeah. I think it could have been more exciting. I think it was just kind of slow. Yeah. And I don't think that the tag team champion should be losing unless it leads to a title shot, which it, I guess it seems like it will. Like if it does lead to a a championship match, I hope that Caden Carter and, and, uh, uh, Katana chance retain the championships. Mm -hmm. Toxic attraction made fun of Zoe Stark and Nikita Lyons later on for thinking that they deserve a title shot. Nikita actually, I she did hit her finisher really well this week too. I yeah, I don't say. think she's bad. No, you, I'm not that big of a fan yet though. It just takes me time to come over to it. But in that in that uh, segment backstage with Toxic Attraction, Zoe Stark, and Nikita Lyons, Alba Fire showed up and lit a fire between them to back yeah. them up. So where does she fit into this? I don't know. Yeah, maybe we're gonna know. see something with. Uh, uh, Halloween Havoc. Yeah. But no, because she's going to be facing Mandy Rose, I assume. Unless maybe it's a, a triple threat. Not a triple threat. Six-woman tag. Six-woman? Yeah. Interesting. Mind is everywhere. <laughs> After that, they showed off a Chase U rally where Andre Chase brought up how he was able to get the the shot in the, the ladder match for next week because he, he won his match last week. Uh, but he'll be facing Von Wagner. And someone asked asked him how confident he is against Von Wagner because he's never defeated Von Wagner. And Chase went off on the guy, which I always think is funny when he goes off. Mm -hmm. Like, that's just like, because they curse and they obviously they bleep it out and everything, but. Yeah, of course. I just think it's funny. It is. After that, Ilya Dragunov picked up the victory over Zion Quinn. I feel like this match should have been Ilya Dragunov running right through his opponent. Like, there was no doubt in my mind that Quinn was losing, but I felt like in this case, he should have gone right through whoever the opponent was going to be. Like, it maybe shouldn't have been Zion Quinn. Mm-hmm. I don't know who it would have been, but... Yeah, it's tough to say. It was just, for me, it was too long for how dominant, mm-hmm. I guess, Ilya's supposed to be. But um, later on, Quincy yeah. Elliott and uh, Sanga had a, a segment together. And Sanga was upset because he lost his match the other week. Quincy Elliott gives him a quick pep talk and then made fun of Zion Quinn for losing. So I guess that'll be a match next week. Yeah. At a live event this past weekend in NXT, Indus Sheer reunited. Uh 
Veer went went know. to NXT. He tagged with Sanga. I'm a big fan of Indusheer if they were going to be booked as a big team. I was a big fan of Veer doing the stuff that he was doing, but that's fizzled out. Sanga, I'm a big fan. I we say this often now. He's he's very well spoken. Veer was very well spoken. I think they both can be really great. But Veer was being presented as a heel on Monday Night Raw, and Sang has been, to me, a, a, a babyface on NXT, where he's out there giving advice to people, and I've been enjoying that. Mm-hmm. But he's also able to go into the ring and back it up where he could beat you up if he needs to. Oh, yeah. He's been great. So he's do I great. want to see Indusheer reunite? If they... I would prefer to see a, a face version of Indusheer only because of how much I'm enjoying Sanga. I don't want to see them fall into this Indusheer gimmick. I mean, they could still be called Indusheer, but I'd rather them have that speaking role instead of that um, traditional feared role right. that they have had. You know, mm-hmm. like they could still portray uh, Indusheer, but in the way that, like, uh, saying it was doing it and stuff, you know? Yeah. It can totally be like that. After that, we saw Brutus Creed pick up the victory over Damon Kemp via disqualification. Brutus brawled with Damon Kemp before the match, and then Kemp, during it, grabbed a chair and just went at it. I don't oh, understand how Julius didn't make the save. I I was wondering the same thing. That made you know? no sense to me at all. And he was smashing him good with those chairs. Yeah. Those chair shots were getting pretty nasty at times. Yeah, that that just made no absolutely no sense. But he took out Roddy, now he's taking out Brutus, so I don't know. I mean, maybe this is leading to the end of them. I don't know about that. You never know. Main yeah. event saw Briggs and Jensen pick up the victory over Gallus in a pub rules match. They brawled throughout the whole night, or they were like being separated throughout the whole night. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as this match goes, eh. I know. I, I at one you. point, like I didn't like they had they had like a standoff between each other. I didn't like how long it was before Briggs and Jensen went and grabbed chairs and got into the ring to face off against them. Uh huh. And then Gals had the the trash can lids. Yeah. I just I didn't I don't know. There were there were fun like spots and everything that were like Briggs and Jensen smashed the beer glasses over Gallus, but Joe Coffee got involved at one point. He gets put through a table. Wolfgang also got put through one, and then Mark had the trash can over his head while they hit Sweet and Sour to pick up the victory. I didn't feel like this felt like a main event. I agree. It didn't seem like that big of a main event to me. Gallus ends the night. They take out a referee and they get escorted out by security. And later they get suspended indefinitely via WW.com or Twitter or whatever. Yeah, they got carried on off. To me, this was kind of a lackluster episode of NXT. They had apparently taped this episode and last week's episode because the... The Performance Center is getting remodeled because this was the real last episode of 2.0. Wow. Next week, they're back live in a totally, I assume, remodeled version of whatever they're going to be watching NXT in. Yeah. That's true. 
So that that would be it's going to be interesting to see what they come up with. Yeah, with the redesign and everything. Like, what do they just go back to what it was prior to two point oh? I would. Why not? I don't know. I feel like how could you? You got to revamp it. Revamp it a bit. Yeah. Hmm. And also, it's like there are people out there who trash two point oh and everything, and I I don't think it deserves to be trashed. No, I don't think it deserves to be trashed either. Because we got a lot of new talent from 2.0. Uh-huh. We got Braun Breaker out of it. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, I don't think that it's worth uh, trashing over. No. But next week, we'll see what the actual, the new NXT is. Yeah, we'll definitely see what the new NXT is next week. Yeah, so. but uh should move over to SmackDown, Smackdown, which opened up with Sami Zayn and Solo Sokoa picking up the victory over Madcap Moss and Ricochet. This stemmed from that awesome segment last week on SmackDown where Madcap and Ricochet got bodied by Solo Sokoa after talking down to Sami Zayn. I thought it was a good match. Solo Sokoa at one point threw a chair at Ricochet during a dive, and that was behind the referee's back. Solo gets back up, tags himself in, wins the match, then beats the absolute hell out of Madcap Moss. Sami Zayn tries to to get him to stop. He doesn't. Finally, he stops. Backstage, Jey Uso said that he sees right through Sami Zayn. He wasn't even supposed to be there. But Sami told him to take it up with Roman Reigns and then walked into the Bloodlines locker room. Karrion Cross had a vignette after that where... He's going to make sure that Drew McIntyre stays down at Extreme Rules and take him to a place of no return just because he wants the championship, as does Drew McIntyre, and they both can't have it. During this, though, there was a new QR code with the three little pigs from Disney and the Big Bad Wolf flipping between the Disney cartoon and a real slaughtered pig and someone dressed as like a a demon wolf or whatever. What that is, I I don't know what that clue ties into. After that, Austin Theory was interviewed backstage. Kayla asked him about cashing in and if he's doing it anytime soon. And he spoke about how Brock Lesnar and Tyson Fury ruined it. And then he moved on to Drew McIntyre embarrassing himself at Clash of the Castle. McIntyre showed up from behind, challenged him to a match. McIntyre picked up the victory over... Austin Theory via disqualification. Alpha Academy was out there. And they got involved to end the match pretty quickly. Johnny Gargano ran down to make the save. They put him down. Kevin Owens makes the ultimate save. Michael Cole, that gets turned into a main event, by the way. Michael Cole brings up Austin Theory needing an attitude adjustment. And I'm not sure if that's a tease for John Cena. But this is, right now, I believe, the first year in John Cena's career that he has not wrestled a match. After that, Hit Row picked up the victory over Los Lotharios. I thought it was an okay match, but there's really not anything different happening in these matches with Hit Row. They're all relatively the same. It just gets them the the, the win. After that, Ronda Rousey picked up the victory over Natalia. Not really sure who the heel was in this match. But they both went for submission moves throughout the whole match, obviously. Uh, I liked the powerbomb spot from Natalia on the corner. It was like a reversal spot. But ultimately, Ronda Rousey taps her out with an ankle lock. And then Liv Morgan came out 
with a decorated baseball bat, and she went at she went out to hit Ronda Rousey, gets kicked. Rousey ends up hitting the Piper's pit outside the ring. Liv almost instantly gets up from it. They do a tug of war spot with the baseball bat. Liv Morgan. They end up brawling, pull apart. Rousey went to walk away that right before that, and I thought it was a great part over there. Uh, Imperium addressed Sheamus next week and their match and then brought up the Brook match at Extreme Rules. And Sheamus came out. Butch and Ridge were stuck in Florida due to the hurricane, unfortunately. And then Sheamus went to the ring. He took out Ludwig. He took out Vinci with the shillelagh. Drops the shillelagh. Goes after Gunther. They brawl. And then Vinci and Kaiser get back up and prevent Sheamus. They hold him down. And Gunther chops the absolute heck out of him. After that, Bailey picked up the victory over Shotzi. Shotzi had her tank back. Dakota Kai and Io Sky were stuck in Florida. This was a quick match. I, I wanted this to be like a lot longer than it was. I wanted more action. Not much really happened in this. It was just the aftermath where Bailey attacked Shotzi and she was saved by Bianca Belair. She grabbed a ladder first. And then Bianca Belair made the save. Throughout the night, maximum male models were trying to set a record for the longest pose in Canada. And then Max Dupree, right before they hit the record, ends up pushing them and said that this isn't for me. Takes off the belt and he ends it with that LA night. Yeah. In the main event, Drew McIntyre teamed up with Kevin Owens and Johnny Gargano to pick up the victory over Austin Theory and the Alpha Academy. The heels controlled the beginning of this match. I really, really wish that this match was longer. I liked that one spot where um, McIntyre tossed Austin Theory back into the ring and Otis came from the side and bodied him. But that was pretty much near the end of the match. Gable got taken out by a tornado DDT from the apron from Johnny Gargano. Otis ate a stunner on the commentary table and McIntyre hits a Claymore on Austin Theory to pick up the victory. And then after the match, hits him with the the strap a little bit. I guess they ran out of time. Maybe that was supposed to be longer. I don't know. Camera missed... uh, They missed the... Almost missed the Tornado DDT. They basically missed the stunner. They missed the Claymore. So that was unfortunate. But overall, pretty good episode of SmackDown... Going to take a quick break right now, and I'll be back with Chris right here on Marking Out. Hi, this is Dennis Haskins, Mr. Belding from Saved by the Bell, and you're listening to Marking Out. Back on Marking Out, pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans. It is Chris and Brandon here to talk all about all elite wrestling. Brandon, what's the haps? Not much. I saw somebody had a Hey EW t-shirt, and it was an unauthorized t-shirt. I know, so. right smack dab <laughs> in the front row. And uh, was RJ said he called that guy out. He demanded pay. That's it. He better pay, pin me, pay me, right? But let's go. I, let's go back to Queens, New York, Arthur Ashe Stadium. Last week we had we had Dynamite Grand Slam, and on Friday night we had a two-hour Rampage Grand Slam. Kicking off the show with a non-DQ match where Darby Allen and Sting pick up the victory over the House of Black, Brody King and Buddy Matthews, with the help of the great Muda. Sting's handcuffed in a chair. 
He's about to get hit with a baseball bat. The lights go out, and then Muda comes out, and everybody goes nuts. Um, you know what was bizarre? What What was bizarre? This match was, like, very chaotic. It was. And the fans, they were going, like, 100 miles per hour. The fans were just sitting there. Yeah. They weren't reacting to almost anything until Great Muda showed up. I was like, what? I'm, how are they not cheering or, or doing anything for this? Um, I, but I, I, then again, you fast forward, you're, you're sitting after dynamite yeah people might be tired or whatever yeah. brody brody at one point pushed sting through the t- through a table off the top rope sick like Sting's still doing it man and the, the scariest spot of that match was um poor julia hart like yeah her rear end only got the table and the rest of her just took a nasty bump but yeah I'm- great Muda spit that mist and uh it looked like great Muda was coming out to face sting and then uh he Spit the mist in Buddy Matthews' face, and Buddy went into the ropes, knocked Julia off the apron. I guess the table was set up wrong. I don't think it was set up wrong. I think she just flew off a little bit farther than you know expected. Yeah, but it definitely she, looked like it sucked for but her. She, but, but what I was talking about last week that really pissed me off. Of course it is. Course is it how is. many people kept saying Great Muda made his AEW debut. And that is not accurate because he made his debut in 2019. They made a theme song for him and everything. So, for for all those days leading up to Rampage, it's like a great mood to debut, great mood to debut, great mood to debut. I'm like, no, no, he didn't. He didn't debut. Attention he debuted in span of nanoseconds. God, that pissed me off, bro. If Bret Hart returns, and people are like Bret Hart makes his AEW de- debut or whatever. God, no, you say no because he was there. Uh, for... Yeah, he was the first champion. Yeah, <laughs> the first champion, the always <laughs> champion. But I, Julia Hart apparently is good. Her and her hat are fine. Um. And uh, that's how I would talk about. I want to. I just want to touch on it here because you know, last week, uh, you know, those real official news sites, all those wrestling sites, reported that uh, Malachi Black got a condition. No, Malachi Black himself reported that. So I don't know what's going on with that at all. He went on Instagram Live and cleared up everything. So um, yeah, I don't understand that. I spoke that with spoke about that with Dave too. I have no idea what that what's going on with that. I did kind of sick head tattoo. Blacked it? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. I'm surprised you didn't see that. It was all over the internet. You know, on those uh, real official news sites, uh, all those legitimate uh, wrestling reporters. Um, yeah, I didn't see it. It's like uh, from The Simpsons. Oh my God, Malibu Stacy has a new hat. Uh, anyway, continue on with Grand Slam. Hook and Action Bronson pick up a victory over Matt Menard and Angelo Parker. Very bare bone match. But still, uh, like. Not a bad thing, but. No. Uh, you could tell how green action Bronson is, but obviously that would make sense. I think sense. he did great, though. Like, yeah, he hit the I, en- rope I enjoyed. So like some, like, uh, I, I can't think of the, some like seasoned veterans. You know, he. Yeah, he I enjoyed great. this, and I said it last week. I think even more after watching this match, this should have been on Dynamite. The performance maybe fell flat. The I don't fans think the didn't seem to be flat. into that. I, I don't think well, the you're fans an overcritical wrestling fan. So no, I don't yes. think the fans cared about it. They were just sitting there. Well, have you got? You've gone to five hour wrestling shows before, right? Yeah, but if you're somebody's spent. doing a live performance, you perk up. Anyway, next- but I still 100 percent believe this should have been on Dynamite last week. 100 percent should have been on it. Wardlow and Samoa Joe picked up the victory over the technical beast Josh Woods and Tony Nice. Wardlow powerbomb Mark Sterling. So, I think this might have been one of the matches that suffered from time cuts. Yeah. 
I because it felt like nothing happened in this match. I don't know if stuff was actually cut from it right, because throughout the right. yeah, pretty much yeah. That's it. Because throughout the night, you could tell in some matches where they were cutting stuff because they would do that weird replay thing. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, it's 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 live. The, to this tape. show was over two and a half hours. It was put for. On my hundred and something uh, many minutes. On my Hulu on demand, it was, it was broken into two sections. Yeah, that's what that's what it was for. For all of the rampages, I don't know why they do that. I think that's weird when they do the two hour rampage separated like that. Yeah, whatever it is, what it is. But, but uh, I, there was so much chopped up from this episode because it was not like there was. They only had a two hour time slot. And they went over two and a half hours worth of wrestling. Okay, well, the people that were in the crowds got a show. So uh, after this, Jungle Boy Jack Perry, huge victory over Ray Phoenix here. Um, but afterwards, it's uh, Luchasaurus uh, trying to uh, attack Jungle Boy. I uh, And it's funny because it's like it was such a random match, but I and I don't think this match needed to happen, but I thought it was the best match on random. Yeah, that's what a lot of people are saying, too, and I, I agree with that. Um a lot of real legitimate news people. Not a but Jungle Boy uh, saw Luchasaurus coming out from behind, so he was able to get get one up on him or whatever. Yeah, and but uh, after ordered by Christian Cage, Luchasaurus didn't choke slam Jungle Boy. So uh, and he told him not to come back next week. <laughs> yeah, and he did. Uh, Eddie Kingston picks up a victory over Sammy Guevara, which is then reversed because Eddie Kingston doesn't. Uh, doesn't take off the stretch plum, but for the first time in AEW history, I think. Really, you I would know. So. Very... I don't remember referee re- reversing the decisions. But yeah, well, I mean, you know, the uh, creative pro, uh, you know, yeah. security and staff, pro staff, came, yeah, came, uh, security staff came down to help, uh, you know, get him off, and Eddie Kingston knocked out Kevin Matthews. But I mean, what Eddie Kingston was doing to Sammy Guevara, bravo! I love you, Eddie. <laughs> it was awesome. It was needed. But the outcome of this doesn't make sense because Why? of the next outcome. Same referee. They they made mention on it on commentary. They said Tony Khan has been telling referee Paul Turner that they need to, like, tighten up their ship or whatever. You go through this match. Jade Cargill picks up the victory over Diamante to, to retain. Okay. What would you, you think about Trina? Been, this might have been another match that they were cut, cutting up because it felt like there was nothing in it. But afterwards, Trina picks up Diamante and attacks her. Same referee that reversed the decision for Sammy Guevara and Eddie Kingston. Yeah, but it was after the match. Yes, this was after the match as well. I know, but the thing is, with Eddie Kingston, he didn't let go of the hold. He won the match. He's like, let go, let go, let go. Then he reversed the decision because he didn't listen to the referee. This was Trina, who is an out, who is not a part of the match, just comes in after the after the pinfall, and, and then joined the baddies. Good, and now we'll never see Trina ever again. Probably not. <laughs> Adam Page wins the Grand Slam Golden Ticket Battle Royal. He'll be facing off against John Moxley in Cincinnati. Um, kind of expected. The Battle Royal started when nobody was in the ring. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was funny. But Brian Cage was in this. Lance Archer. Matt Hardy, best friend. Dalton Castle was in there. He had a cool, the, he had a cool uh, spot. AW return. Yeah. Got carried out by the Peacocks. With the boys. Or saved or whatever. Tony Khan spent quite a while teasing Captain Insano on the internet. Yep. And, all and then it just turned out Paul was on commentary H-L-S. for this. H-L-S. Hook. Big time. Line. Sinker. So. I thought that was uh, Carney. But there was a spot where the best friends eliminated Jack, uh, Jake Hager. And then Brian Cage went after them. And instead of saving Chuck, 
Trent just got back in the ring, so I don't know if that's going to turn into something later down on the road. Yeah, I probably won't. I don't know if they're going to split the best friends up, because I have no idea why Chuck wouldn't have tried to save, or why Trent wouldn't have tried to save Chuck. Yeah, hey, listen. That was weird. But it came down to Roosh, it came down to Hangman. Andrade wasn't in this? He wasn't? I don't think so. I think he was. I don't remember seeing him. I think the biggest spot of this was uh, something that they they mentioned on Dynamite, Matt Hardy and Private Party. Yeah, well, I guess they're trying to, you know, we've been seeing it. They they had a, a promo for it on Dynamite this week. You know, Matt Hardy's trying to get back together with Private Party. The AFO, I guess, is still a thing. They had the Butcher and the Blade arguing with Private Party yeah. and Andrade's basically telling them, like, uh, shape up or leave. Shape up or ship out, brother. And then... Tony uh, Tony Schiavone went to give private party advice, and then Matt Hardy interrupted and was like, you guys should be with me. The, what we had on Rampage, it felt so special. Yeah. And then that somehow turned into a uh, triple threat tag team title match for Rampage this week. Oh, really? I yeah. wasn't really paying attention that much, sorry. Private party versus Butcher and Blade versus The Acclaimed. Perfect. Cool. Because the acclaimed also they had a uh, oh I thought you made a tri- I I I, heard, I misheard you I thought you said a trios match with Hardy and Private no, Party no, versus no. You know. because the acclaimed they have they're gonna have a, a scissor celebration next week we can get to on that Dynamite. When we talk about Dynamite well I'm just saying because it ties into that now we don't have to talk about it because it was just that quick second yeah but I'll, I'll... because they they issued their open challenge and that that's what it was open challenge it turned into that but the main event of the unofficial main event, I guess, yes. of AW Rampage. A lights out match. Ricky Starks picked up the victory over Powerhouse Hobbs. Some that that spot where uh what was it? Ricky Starks got uh back body dropped onto like the two tops of the chair. Oh my god, that hurt. Especially that hurt. But uh, you know what? This again, blood uh, blood feud, you know, I like the the spot where Powerhouse Hobbs rips out the uh LED board out of the entranceway, and you get the sparks and stuff like that. That was a cool aspect. Would you say this was better than Jungle Boy and Phoenix? No, I don't it's, know. People were going it, around saying that. I don't okay, know. Okay, listen, the people on the internet make up a very small percentage of everybody that watches. Um, but it it was two two different matches. That's the thing. So it's like it's apples and oranges. It's what you liked. I thought both of, both matches were great. Um, I but even even people at, that went to. Grand Slam were saying that. And I don't know if maybe this was just one of those, like, matches that got cut. I don't know. So, I, I like the match. I like both of the matches. You know, I've got to build up uh, Powerhouse. Um, uh, God, I'm just, I'm just I'm sorry. I'm just getting uh, emails. Emails, emails. The story of my life is freaking emails. But, yeah, I like both the matches. So, but, you know me. I, I try to look for the, the betterment. The better uh, in uh, professional wrestling than the negatives, but I, I'm going to talk a lot of negative when it comes to certain aspects of dynamite. Really? Yeah. Well, this was the most WWE episode I think they've done in a while. But we've we opened up with a Ring of Honor Championship celebration with of the... of sports entertainers, which I thought was great. The second you see Luigi the Pizza Guy on there, I'm like, hey, he's got another booking. <laughs> You yeah, know what it was? Because uh, Jericho probably saw him like, oh, man, how can we make this so ridiculous? Let's get pizzas from New York because we're in Philly, and there's always <laughs> this New York-Philly rivalry, and let's get that pizza guy, that pizza guy that was uh, an extra last week to come back in. Yeah, and Jericho gets a gift for Daniel Garcia, which turns out to be a bucket cap to match their suits, and he threw it on the ground and then decked the pizza guy. It was great. 
And Jericho's like, do you want to be a sports entertainer? Do you want to be a pro wrestler? And then Brian Danielson came out and he's like, here's your invitation. Join us. Join the Blackpool Combat Club. And Jericho's like, he belongs to me. <laughs> and uh, Garcia, God, he didn't like that. He got into Jericho's face and then he was like, you know, it would be quite entertaining if me and Brian Danielson I like how he was came like, up. Yeah, should we do this? How? What, what do we do on this? What do we do here? Should I entertain you this way? I thought I was uh, the whole thing was fun. It sets up a match next week. Brian Danielson, Daniel Garcia versus Sammy Guevara and Chris Jericho. But this segment didn't end. We saw Ever Rise get into uh, Daniel Garcia's they face. They are now they're known as two point on, all right? NXT I Mark. They can't keep up. I it's team two point two point T two point three. Two point Feel the flow of two point two point oh. So they got into Garcia's face and they were like, we had your back when nobody else did. And now you're turning your back on us. Yeah. And that leads to an open challenge. Brian Danielson picks up the victory over Matt Menard. I don't know how long into the match I realized that it wasn't a tag match. Because <laughs> I thought for sure it was Garcia and, and Brian versus 2.0. Yeah. And then, like, at one point, I was like, gee, it, it seems like forever since anyone even attempted a tag, and I don't see them up on the apron. <laughs> and then Claudio ran down, carried Parker I thought to that the was back. fun. And, like, you saw, yeah. and you saw, like, Angelo Parker, like, try to jump through the ring. But Claudio, man, the motor that guy has on it, you know. I thought that was funny. Yeah. Uh, MJF came out. Well, no, we were supposed to hear from MJF, but Wheeler Yuta came out, called MJF to fight. Uh, due to MJF putting his hands on Tony Schiavone last week. Yeah. And then MJF had the gun club with him to back him up, and MJF accepted a match for next week. Do you he was feel going like... up to the, uh, the, the suite to, to watch the rest of the show. So, to watch John Moxley, I guess, specifically. Yeah, John Moxley specifically. But, like, um, you know, we talked about it last week with Wheeler Yuta and his promo skills. Um, do you think this week was better that it was much better, but that uh, that voice crack, I think, hurt him. All right, whatever. It's a voice crack. You have voice cracks on the show a bunch. But I'm saying that's it, like... Yeah, but you can't be critical. Like, it's like... It's I think it hurt him. I think it hurt him. But, I, you know what? Like, I, I don't want to... I could care less about the voice cracks. But, like, first he starts, like, everyone's behind him. Then he starts trashing the Phillies for a hot second. And, yeah, and I, then, did, like, I did not get that at all. Like That was weird. You're from Philadelphia, well, by the, is by the he way, not? Let's just talk about how the Philadelphia Phillies got seasonally swept by the Chicago Cubs this year. They did not. I don't, I don't know if that was supposed to be, like, uh, let's rally against. Let's rally, like, a home team rally thing. Like, hey, the Phillies suck, but what can we do? <laughs> Yeah, they haven't been relevant in ten, year, in 10 years. That was so weird, that part. But like, it was like, it's so where, are you saying and then you like, didn't and, like this promo, though? And I loved it. I thought it was great. And then, oh, like, especially okay. the last line, what did he, he said something to the fact that he goes, I'm going to, he's like, I'm going to spill, he's like, I'm going to leave you in a pool of blood all over Broad Street. And then people got behind him again. Yeah. Um. So, this sets up a match for next week in D.C. As I said last week, MJF versus Wheeler Yuta. And they've done this in Beyond Wrestling. They've done this at Limitless. They've done this at MLW. MJF even mentioned that in his promo. They wrestled up and down the wrestling circuit. And these guys yeah. have great great matches. So, next week we're getting this match. Awesome. After that, we saw John Moxley uh, pick up the victory over Juice Robinson. Rock this hard. was a... Juice Robinson. What I, was... A, what do they call them? Eliminator matches. Yes. That's what they had. I thought they had an unnecessary use of weapons in this match. Well, you know what? 
Moxley, I think, was busted open at one point towards the end of the match. And so was Juice. Uh, I thought Moxley was actually going to win with an RKO for a second. Oh, why? He, when he hit that cutter? <laughs> yeah, I thought that was, I was like, oh, that's interesting. And then he went for the pin and Juice, I think, kicked out. But I, this to me, this was like a short, meaningless match. I know, but still, you know, it's like. It doesn't lead to Juice Robinson getting a championship match. And it's on, just one of those things where it's like. But on commentary, they mentioned that the only guy to have beaten John Moxley twice has been Juice Robinson. So it, yeah, and then it was like a short match. So still, John Moxley's on its hair right now, and and uh, they, they Juice Robinson says he's no longer associated with New Japan. Uh, he's coming out with the Bullet Club gimmick because he does the Bullet Club gimmick in Impact Wrestling. Had a oh. had a great uh, was on the outside of the ring last night on uh, Impact for uh, Chris Bay and Ace Austin against. Uh, and where's Finley at these days? He's just Finley's. They, did they ever have like a blood feud or something? No, Finley's in New Japan now. Still, um, Hangman came out afterwards to stare down with John Moxley, and in the suite we saw MJF interrupt them, and Yuta showed up from behind, attacked MJF. I think it, I thought it was great, and then Yuta attacked security guards. He gave he gave uh, MJF garbage for attacking Tony Schiavone, and then attacked security guards. I know, but you know what's going to happen now? MJF is going to come into the ring, and be like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, what are you doing? You beat up security." Brings in Mark Sterling, and as my lawyer says, you should be arrested. Arrest him. There's no match next week. So maybe this leads out into, like, revolution. Maybe you have a nice storyline now between uh, Will and MJF going full to— Full gear. What? Whatever. Full gear. Next pay-per-view. Let's call, we'll call it that. AEW presents the next pay-per-view. Uh, but after, longer storyline. After that, we saw Soraya come out in, uh, where everyone made sure to pronounce her name properly this week after she put them on notice i i not to put you on notice or anything soraya or you know why, you know why? the lead sing, the because bass player of oh. of slayer lead singer is tom araya spelt the same uh. way you put an s in front of it soraya so i went into when she came out i was like it's soraya i know it's soraya and then everybody in the arena that spoke about her last week was saying Soraya, and I second-guessed it, and I'm like, there's no way. So I didn't, that's why I didn't, like, correct you, because I thought, at that point, I thought it was the correct way to say it, because even though I knew in my head. But she goes on to cut a promo. She's there to create a change in the women's division. this promo was awful. We've heard that before. She is the revolution, obviously, leading to, uh, uh, alluding to the, the Divas revolution. And then she called out the women's division. She put, the, only the faces came out. I think Tony Storm should have been separate from all of that. That's just like, now it just looks like she's just another person in that in that division. But she puts the, the face women over, said Tony's the best women's champion they've ever had, which I think is a slap in the face to, to Hikaru Shida and Britt Baker. No offense to Nyla Rose, I don't think you were a great champion. Or Riho, not a great champion. Or Thunder Rosa, you didn't really get time to be a great champion. But then we saw Britt Baker come out. She's leading Jamie Hayter, Rebel, and Penelope Ford. The only heels they had, I guess. And Britt Baker makes fun of Soraya's neck. She calls her psoriasis and... I, this whole thing, brother, this was not good. I did not like to have somebody use Soraya, that as I an insult. Soraya's promo was when she came in. She's like, "Oh, I haven't done this before." <laughs> yeah, this was a <laughs> weird segment. But to have her use, I missed psoriasis. Aaron Judge's sixty-first home run because I was like, "Oh, I really want to hear what she says," and I'm just like, 
this is not good. And then I get a text message <laughs> from Dave saying, Aaron Judge just hit his home run. And I'm like, oh, man, I'm watching this. And you know me. I am not – I try to be not critical about things, but it's just it was just not a good promo. I understand this is her first time in front of a big wrestling crowd and God knows how long, and you could tell that she was nervous. Also, too, I don't think the pod shots – uh, yes, I'm defending WWE here. I don't think the pod shots at WWE were necessary, especially her going on social media. WWE did so much for me, this, that, and the thing. And now she's going, oh, yeah, and I've got it. It's because it's the cool thing to do, and that's how she'll get the pop in AEW. She knows that'll work the marks there. Yeah, but still, like, I don't think this was good at all. And I think it went on a lot longer than it should have. Yeah, um, it, it almost seemed like setup for blood and guts. You think they do blood and guts with females? I don't know. They have to now. I don't know. WWE is bringing war games to their to their main pay per view, one of the big four Survivor Series, and there's definitely a women's match on that. I saw this on Twitter. Um, it was um, uh, WWE trades John Cena for one event to AEW in return for William Regal to come out at a WWE yeah, event I saw and that say too, war yeah. games. Uh, no, w- John Cena comes out to wrap the acclaim to the ring. I'm like, I'm yeah. about to do it. But Soraya, Soraya, sorry, awkwardly makes it a lumberjack match. And then this segment kind of completely sucked the life out of the crowd. Yeah. Well, Tony, Tony, I was even through this match. I was just hung up on that Soraya's comment. That was just gross to me. Well, I hated that. Well, you, why don't you tweet her about it? I, I, I don't want to lose the follow. <laughs> That's what you care about in life. Person, your personal matter, your followers over your personal matter. Um, but well, because what is she going to say? Oh, sorry. I just thought it was so stupid. I don't know. I just it was cringy, so cringe. But but Tony Storm picked up the victory over Serena Deeb in that lumber, the first ever lumberjack of all women. Lum- match. Was it a lumberjack? I like she corrected Taz. Yeah, and Taz goes, oh, you know, I'd call it a lumberjill match, and she goes, no, no, Taz, it's a lumberjack match. Nobody in flannel. Well, okay, so real, uh, real lost opportunity here. Uh, Willow, we saw chase her, uh, chase Jamie Hader to the back. Tony hit a pile driver from the middle rope to pick up the victory. I was not expecting that move to ever happen. So yes, lost opportunity. Very, very bad segment in total. It's just completely sucked the air out of that crowd. Uh, match after that, we saw Ricky Starks pick up the victory over Eli Isom from Ring of Honor. Yep. This was over before it started. Yep. So that's it. Squash match. And then the, the main event saw Chris Jericho pick up the victory. And defend. The Ocho. The Ocho Chris Jericho pick up the victory over Bandito to retain the Ring of Honor championship. This match only took place because Bandino didn't get a, a rematch for the title, even though he had a unification match. Jonathan Gresham didn't get a rematch for the ROH Championship. Claudio didn't get a rematch for the ROH Championship. So I don't know if Tony Khan's going to have them come in and, and give matches for them or what. I thought this match, but regardless of what it is, I thought this match was awesome. Bandito did like a, an over one minute stall, stalling suplex. That was cool. The the Hurricane Rana from the apron I thought was nice. Yeah, I thought I thought this match. Apparently, rumors by the you know super legitimate news wrestling sites because you know they they get everything right. Is that you know right after that match, Bandito was offered a contract, but and Bandito turned it down or what? <laughs> I, I I could give I could care less. I don't believe any of these. Bandito, uh, I liked. I thought for me the absolute best spot from the night. Maybe even though like there were great there were greater spots in this match. For me, the best spot of this whole night was when Jericho had 
Bandito locked in the walls of Jericho, and the referee tells him to break it. Jericho puts his arms up. He thought he won the match. Bandito reached the ropes. I thought I loved that yeah, spot. That's that's psych- ring psychology, brother. But again, and Jericho's- Chris Jericho let Bandito do so much to him. He even hit the Revolution fly yeah. off the top rope. That was I thought sick. this was this was an incredible showcase match for Bandito, even though he lost. Yeah, I know. Chris Jericho. So Jericho picks up the victory and grabs a microphone afterwards. Says he's going to destroy the legacy of Ring of Honor. And then, God damn it, all I could say was a four-letter word that begins with F and ends with K. He challenges Brian Danielson again. And then punches Bobby Cruz. But why are we seeing Jericho versus Brian Danielson again, again, again? I can't be even more pissed off than I am. Knowing that we're going to see that match again, but do you think Brian Danielson wins it? I what do you think? Like, what? No, but let, let, let me let, let me ask you a question because I wrote this down yesterday while I was kind of rewatching Dynamite. Like, Jericho says the Ring of Jericho era has begun. He's changing Ring of Honor. He's going to destroy its legend. He's going to destroy every champion. So, like, what's the outcome here? Some I saw somebody say Daniel Garcia is going to beat him for the Ring of Honor title and be just like Brian Danielson and be the pure and Ring of Honor world champion, which would be a huge rub for Daniel Garcia. But now it's like Jericho going to go back every single week and face like all the Ring of Honor champions. Is, is, is Claudio going to get his rematch? And he's I, that's what I, I don't think we're going to see Claudio versus Jericho again. I don't think we're seeing Gresham versus Jericho again. Do you think now? Here is a big question. Do you think? Because let's look, I just want to go back and look at all the champions. Um, Roosh? Do we see Roosh versus Jericho? That's a potential possibility. Roosh? I don't see them bringing in PCO. I don't see them bringing in Matt Taven. Jay Lethal is there, but I somehow don't see them facing Chris Jericho. Dalton Castle, if that match happens, it's over before it started. Adam Cole. Cody Rhodes can't face him. Adam Cole. I, for all we know, he's injured. We have no idea what Adam Cole's Daniels. status is. That's a possibility, but I feel like we already saw that match take place. Eddie Edwards. Kyle O'Reilly, I think, is still injured. Austin Aries. Jay Briscoe. Michael Elgin. Nobody wants to see that. Is he banned from the wrestling business? I don't even know. But here's the big big person. C.M. Punk. (laughs) Yes, C.M. We don't need that at all. So you think C.M. Punk's completely done with the company? He's going to have nothing to do with this Ring of Honor? Do you think? I don't know. But I, you know, uh, the, do you think CM Punk deserves to come back after what happened? Uh, he caused so much. I don't think he does, and I think you know they're going to give him the Bobby Bonilla treatment and just buy out his contract. I don't know. Pay him a certain amount of money every year, but like, Wait, what about the Wolves? Do they come in and lose to Chris Jericho? Oh yeah. Well, Davy Richards apparently has gone on Twitter and saying, "Yeah, except challenge." So maybe we'll see Davy Richards in a ring, and I'm I'm about it. I think since Davy Richards is <laughs> Davy Richards booking himself into AEW, good. Let him listen. I think since Davy Richards has come back to professional wrestling, I think he has been phenomenal. I think he has and... been a, a great talent. He has been putting on bangers after bangers with people, um, and I think his attitude has kind of changed as well. So I think the biggest match where I'm not even sure if they're going to be able to get it, would be Chris Jericho versus Loki. I don't think that's a big match at all. I think not at it all. is, given how hard Loki no, is. No, I don't think that's a big how... match at all. Not at all. That's I not, that's not going to, like you're doing a Ring of Honor paper. I'm deal? not saying it pops ratings or no. anything, but f- as far as Ring of Honor goes, he was the first champion. Yes, I under- I see that. He defeated Christopher so, Daniels, Spanky, and Doug Williams. So I think that is the big match. As far as like, 
You're trying to kill something that I was part of? This is my legacy. I was the first champion. Okay. So. Ah, I, I don't. Because if you look at the other the list, obviously he's not facing anybody from WWE. Yeah. Those would be instantly, uh, instant rating poppers. Yep. I think Jamie Noble's retired. Maybe. I don't know. if he. I don't think he still wrestles. I don't think so. Either. And he's probably working for WWE anyway. Jamie Noble? Yeah. Yeah. Nigel McGuinness doesn't wrestle anymore. Yeah, he can't. Yeah, he can't. And I think he works for WWE still, so. Really? Yeah. Yeah, maybe he's waiting for NXT UK to come, uh, whatever it is, Europe. What is it called? You're ch- chomping at the bit waiting for it to happen. Yeah, NXT Europe. Yeah, NXT Europe. All right, cool. So, uh, next week, you... They will uh, be in Washington, D.C. It's the three-year anniversary of Dynamite. You get Wheeler Universe's MJF. You get Maybe. You get <laughs> Matt National Scissoring Day. Uh, it's going to be fun. So You think Joe Biden's going to show up to scissor? Absolutely not. <laughs> but if he did, I would be all about it. That'd be hilarious. Yeah, that'd be great. Or maybe maybe they'll have a Joe Biden look like him. Oh, my God. Uh, yep. So on that note, uh, let's get to my match of the week. Chris's match of the week. Chris's match of the week. Match of the, what is, is there a fan going on in your background? I just hear. No, what? I don't have anything. I, okay. I heard something, but anyway, my match of the week, this might shock you. Um, match of the week this week, John Cena versus the rock from WrestleMania 28. The one we went to, <laughs> um, I watched it over the weekend with my son for the first time. Because, you know, he's a fan of John Cena now just because of the, the memes. And he's a fan of The Rock because The Rock is one of the best people alive. Um, and he was in it. He was about it. So uh, I watched it this weekend, I think, for the first time. I can't tell you in how long. Uh, and it was fun. Did you say that we went to? Yeah, the one we went to. Did you say WrestleMania 29? No, I said 28. Oh. Yeah. The one we went to in Florida. Five wrestling events in three days. It was great. And Dave's little meltdown. It was even better. <laughs> so, all right. So that's it. Uh, Chris Match of the Week. Go out, check that out. And uh, let's get to Brandon Shoutouts. Hey there, pal. It's me, Mickey Mouse. And you're listening to Brandon Shoutouts. The first shoutout goes to the new show on Hulu called Reboot, which is a Steve Levitan creation. You'd know him from Just Shoot Me, but I guess more famously Modern Family. Creator, creator of that, Steve Levitan oh. created it. Uh-huh. Uh, the show, though, is a reboot of a 2000s sitcom, and they have unresolved issues between the cast. It's uh, Keegan Michael Key, Johnny Knoxville, Rachel Bloom, Paul Reiser. They more star in it. Judy Greer's in it. The first four episodes are out now, and I laughed a lot through the episodes. I thought it was really funny. I saw a preview on. I want to say maybe I was scrolling through TikTok and I saw it. I don't know. I and I'm like, like, oh, this looks funny. I always like to reboot the TV show for on the cartoon channels. Yeah, I don't know what that is. I know of it, but I, I don't think I ever watched it. Really? But this is cool. completely unrelated and it's just... Yeah, it's kind of disappointing <laughs> in itself. Uh, I'm going to give <laughs> the next shout out to the new movie on Peacock called Meet Cute. I don't think the, the title fits the movie, but it's a rom-com. Meet Cute. Starring Kaylee Cuoco and Pete Davidson. The only know, reason I know what that is is because of the holiday. What a Meet Cute is? Yeah. What is the holiday? The holiday. 
Is um, that the Jack Black film? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Man, they mentioned Meet Cute in that? Yeah. Cause what? The, so Jack Black meets Kate Winslet at, I believe it's a blockbuster. And then she's telling um, this older fella that she became friendly with that how like this old guy that she started to i guess first it was like sympathize with but she became friendly with and i forgot his association he used to be a very famous producer or something oh yeah yeah and he mentioned how her meeting jack black was there what is it a meet cue i guess meet cute right? the meet, meet cue and cute. he's like yeah cute that that was their meet cute and i'm like oh that's pretty that's interesting i don't remember that at all that's funny and i yeah. recently watched the uh the, the after yeah i didn't watch the full movie uh-huh and maybe maybe like last month or two months ago i watched like the maybe from the middle on that's a solid movie yeah i, I enjoy the movie cameron it's also diaz. yeah cameron yeah, diaz I, who's the the man is it is it uh Jake, is it jude Jack. law jude law yeah 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 did you say yeah. jane krakowski no i i, I was like jake jack oh. i know it was with the j yeah yeah jude law yep, yeah yep. i think it's a pretty good movie yeah but meet cute. I, I again, it's Kaylee Cuoco and Pete Davidson on Peacock. Cuoco discovers a time machine, and she's able to live the same day over and over again and change whatever she wants because she's also able to go back in time, but only for twenty four hours. Never saw a movie like that before. Well, I, I do. <laughs> I think it was a decent movie. Uh-huh. It mentions pro wrestling. It meant well. It mentions pro wrestling. I think they call it fake, but oh, spoiler! They mentioned oh, they Schwarzenegger. Used the F-word? Yeah, they, that's right. We can we can bleep it out. They mentioned Schwarzenegger and Jesse Ventura when they were talking about uh, Predator and how they were both former governors. So I I thought that was funny. And it's not related to wrestling there, but yeah, we've obviously it's Groundhog Day. We've seen stuff like this over and over again. Yeah, yeah. I think the uh, the movie with. Uh, Andy Samberg and Melody from uh, How I Met Your Mother on Hulu. I thought that was so much uh, better than this movie, but it was a decent film. Mm-hmm. Good to note. Going to give John Cena the third shout out because he officially set a new Guinness World Record by granting 650 Make-A-Wish wishes. We already know that John Cena held the record. And literally nobody comes close. I think nobody even granted more than 200 wishes other than John Cena. So he just keeps breaking his own record. But I think that's just like a fantastic thing. Oh, yeah. I think that I think that's one of the things that I don't get is how so many people will bash John Cena, especially as a person. But then he's also this guy that is doing all of this good, doing all of the make a wishes and stuff like that and i'm sorry even if he maybe who knows maybe he is a lousy person but somebody that's doing so how many 650 yeah 650 make a wishes give the guy a break cut him up some slack it's crazy that like in all the years that make a wish was a thing that he is the record holder and keeps breaking that record yeah I saw somebody posted a story. I believe they were, uh, their wish was to meet Hulk Hogan, I believe. Yeah. And they went and met Hulk Hogan, but also backstage was John Cena. And John Cena spent an insane amount of time 
just as much time as that Hogan spent with the guy, I believe, with with Cena, with the guy. Just incredible, you know? I mean, and I think they also made mention that Peacemaker 2 is uh, being recorded. Well, I believe that that was already no. Well, they also mentioned Doom Patrol, too. Yeah. So that is big news for us because, as in us, I mean me, because they're actually doing both of them. But, yes, John Cena. John Cena is like, I don't know. I think he's incredible right now. Yeah. I mean, not even right now, just in general. I mean, you want to try to bash him. Even back when he was, like, the hated person, you wanted to bash him, but then you would hear about these make-a-wishes and stuff like that, and you're like, it's hard to dislike somebody like this. Yeah. You know? But good for him. Uh, And I'm going to give another shout-out. I don't normally have four, but Coolio, unfortunately, passed away this week at the age of 59. Uh, most famous for his song, Gangsta's Paradise. Probably his hair, too, perhaps. Oh, yeah. But the the song, Gangsta's Paradise, it interpolates Pastime Paradise by Stevie Wonder. And then Weird Al parodied, it, parodied Coolio's um, with Amish Paradise, which they had, like, a feud there. Coolio went back and said how stupid it was of him to do that and how he should have just, like, he wishes somebody from his team, like, stopped him from doing all that yeah so i'm glad that him and weird al like had peace before that but i got to see coolio in 2016 so i heard all three versions of that song live which is like one of my concert checklist accomplishments yeah so i thought that was pretty cool coolio also had uh hit him high from the space jam soundtrack i think that's a dope song the the theme song to keenan and kel Yep, it was a fantastic one. track, Rolling With My Homies from Clueless. Yeah, so. Coolio was, he, he was always very prominent because especially growing up as a kid during that era, like Nickelodeon, he was always very much featured there. Yeah, I I wish when I saw Coolio, I had really high hopes of him singing the uh, the theme song to Keenan and Kel, but, <laughs> but yeah, so shout out to Coolio. Those are our my shout outs. Now it's time for... Our moment of the week. That is right, our mark out moment of the week. Should we start out with, uh, you know what, I'll start out with wrestling. Okay. And we can move on to non-wrestling. I, I have a wrestling one. We'll say Candice LeRae's return. I'll, I'll mark out for that. Uh, totally. I think that I marked out for that as well. They also announced that they're doing the 25th anniversary of D-Generation X at Barclays Center on October 10th. Are you going? I really want to, but the thought of going to Brooklyn is just like, and Barclays specifically, it's just like, I'm not, I don't want to go to there ever again. No. And they use a... What are they? They don't even have SeatGeek or whatever now? I have no clue. SeatGeek is like one of the worst takeovers for a ticket sale from Ticketmaster. And Ticketmaster itself is like a garbage website. But the big question out of this is, will Billy Gunn actually be there? No. Xbox said, I can't rule it out. He's not going to be there. He's signed. They showed him on television in the commercial. 
I don't know. And yes, obviously he's with the tag team champions right now. I don't know if we can rule that out. I don't know. Maybe we'll get a funny joke out of it. Maybe uh, Triple H will end up saying he's in some pissant company again. Who knows? And then Tony Khan will freak out and go, War! This is war! Yeah. But those are wrestling-related mark-out moments. Non-wrestling-related. I feel like you could say Aaron Judge. Oh, I yeah. think that's a, a very big accomplishment specifically for Aaron Judge in baseball in general to yeah, not yeah. have had that record broken until, or tied, I should say. It didn't get broken yet. To uh, not have it tied no. for all those years is insane. Yeah, I know. It's tied for the AL record. Did you see the one guy drop the ball? Oh yeah, that's he looks so pissed off and disappointed. Yeah, that's a disappointment right there. You know, that is definitely a disappointment. Um, yeah, Aaron Judge hitting that home run to tie Roger Maris's home run record. I think that's fantastic. Aaron Judge does. It seems like such a good guy too. Yeah. Um. Yeah. He's uh. What is he that. like? Seven feet four. No matter what, he's taller than me. You uh. <laughs> You ever get to meet Roger Maris? Meet? No. <laughs> no, I have not. Back when you were in high school, 1985? No. I did see him play once at the Polo Grounds, though. <laughs> good times, good memories. Snuck into that game. You know? Good old the, Polo Grounds. The Polo Grounds? Yeah. Would he have yeah, played yeah. there? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> um, <laughs> maybe. It's possible. I marked uh, out for uh, House of the Dragon, too. House of the Dragon, that's something I would uh, say, eh, we don't have to talk about. Okay, okay. Yeah, no, forget my markout moments. What but, <laughs> but, Ryan Reynolds. Ah, oh, yes! Released a video on Twitter this week, probably all over social media, and Deadpool. The announcement for Deadpool 3, he's sitting there making the announcement, then Hugh Jackman walks by and he goes, hey, Hugh, want to do it? And he goes, sure. Walks up the steps and then there, that's it. Wolverine's coming back. Yeah. So then it's not, that... not really wrestling related, but still kind of wrestling no. related. We saw Hugh I Jackman mean... deck Dolph Ziggler in the face. Yeah, but then they had that other video of Ryan Reynolds with Hugh Jackman sitting at the couch together. Yeah, where the music played over it. Yeah, where they're talking about the idea of how it came to and what they wanted to do about it. And they go off explaining everything, but they have the music overlaying it so you can't hear anything. In so, in yeah. Deadpool 2, the mid credit scene is archived footage of the original Deadpool look of Ryan Reynolds and Wolverine. And Ryan Reynolds comes in, shoots the old Deadpool. And tells Wolverine, like, I feel like I'm going to be misquoting this, but it's something like, if we ask you to do the next movie, just say yes. That was archive footage. That wasn't, like, new footage or anything. It was all previously. So up until that point, there wasn't any, like, really any speculation of, oh, will Hugh Jackman do it? No, Hugh Jackman, as far as we know, is out. Until this video, Ryan Reynolds is like, hey, Hugh, you want to do it? 
Yeah, sure. Let's do it. Awesome. So I think that's pretty dope. Agreed. But uh, that's episode 608. Thank you so much for listening. Check us out all over social media. Marking out on Twitter, BTTG161 on Twitter and Instagram, David PTDPT on Twitter and Instagram, at Chris Sweendog on Twitter, CM Sweeney85 on Instagram, Marking Out11 on Instagram and YouTube, um, Facebook.com slash Marking Out, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Marking Out. Pick up some merch. It's, uh, it's getting colder out. Get uh, get a change of clothes, perhaps. Yeah, you could always get new new clothing from ProWrestlingTees.com slash Marking Out. Yeah, and uh, at Marking Out on TikTok. Apple Podcasts, Stitch Radio, Spotify Podcasts, MarkingOut.com, and we wish you the... the- Best, best of luck in your, in your future, future endeavor. endeavor. Have a fantastic week.